What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Drinks with Dillinger podcast. I'm here live on Spotify with Soundboy Picasso, who just released his new single, African African Look, I'm, I'm I'm messing up. Picasso, help me here a little bit. I guess the song is called SI, or that's the actual album. Soundboy, are you there? Hi, good evening. And um, my apologies. The, the MP3 I sent you just says Picasso because the actual song's name is Soundboy Picasso, African Picasso. That's the name of the song. And excuse me, I've been... Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, hi. Good evening again. Um, I've been busy with marketing meetings all day, so excuse my tone. Um, the name of the song is called African Picasso. I actually dropped it today. Um, and yeah, that's the name of it. Um, it's just something I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a Nigerian Afrofusion artist, right? So tell me a little bit about who Soundboy is. Um, I came up with the moniker Soundboy as a, a, a play on words. I think you, you call it pun, uh, P-U-N, that's the English word. Um, that's pretty much my first name. I have this unique Nigerian name and I have a very long last name. And um, Soundboy just came up off like me just delving into a lot of reggae music. Um, when I first got to America, that was like early 2000s. Um, I got a credit like the Sean Pauls and those kind of guys for just letting me understand what the word sound boy was. Um, and I delved into it a bit more and I understood it was like some type of um, Jamaican, like a, like a freestyle kind of thing that you guys do back in, um, in the islands. And that's how I came up with the word sound boy. It's, it's nothing special, but the deep meaning behind it is me understanding that culture with, the Caribbean music. What was it like, you know, growing up in the United States, being Nigerian, what was it like for you, you know, just the, the culture, the culture differences? What was it like for you growing up in the States as a Nigerian? 
Um, I would say it was uniquely different. Um, I, I came here skinny, um, fresh off the boat, trying to understand. I mean, English is not my first language, even though I do speak it. It's just uh, it, it took a, it took a while to adjust. I, I came the summer of two thousand and the early two thousands, I believe. And I, I will never forget that summer. The, the first culture shock was me listening to Grinding by Pharrell. And God, God bless Pharrell, man. He's been, he's been showing me some love on, on Instagram recently. And it just made my weekend. Um, but the culture, really, it was more of a culture shock, I would say. Um, I grew up in the northern Baltimore, Maryland. And it took a couple of years for me to even understand certain words. <laughs> Uh, but um, it, it was a learning experience that I feel as if now I've, you know, I've, I've learned a little bit more. I'm still learning. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you sound great to me, by the way. And I got to give you kudos for actually having Pharrell paying attention to your music. That's a big deal. And then you said grinding. Like that's that's like one of the most epic songs. Still one of those songs that people blast when they go out. Still one of those. It's, it, it's a classic. That beat overall, like Pharrell and the clips, that like that was in that's insane. But beyond Pharrell, you have like Bobby Condors, you know, like pushing your music oh. and Hot 97. You know, it's one of the biggest radio station in 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 new york number one and then they're you know they're syndicated throughout the entire world what is it like having someone as major as bobby condas you know actually vouching for your music it was very surreal honestly i uh, linked up with an artist and i have to give him his credit um he goes by the name of cyclone um he's one of the biggest um dmb that's the district of maryland in virginia um, dancehall artists, um, and through through a, a partnership with, um, with with Cyclone, I got to um, get recognition from Bobby Connors. Um, and I, I had not known much about him because I, you know, I am Nigerian. I'm still learning the Caribbean culture, but I I heard he has done some great work with Jabber, and he's pretty cool. And he, you know, he he was very genuine. He followed me on Instagram, and he just he literally just let people vibe to the record and and, and, that, and at that point i was having i mean i'm an independent artist I, I was still trying to push the record but his recognition on dutty wine my first ever single really really assisted me with trying to understand why i make music because if i tell you the story of how they make i made that song you will laugh i literally walked into a, a studio session the producer hit play and we were there eight hours and I barely even wrote it. I was writing it on my phone as I was trying to record it. <laughs> and, uh, God bless Bobby Connors, man. Uh, he, he made me understand that, you know, music is a universal language. Um, and that's what I was going for with that song. Even though, I mean, like I said, I grew up on a lot of Jamaican and Caribbean culture. Um, I have mm -hmm. cousins from Trinidad, yeah, half Trinidad, half Nigerian. And, and that, that assisted me with learning the culture and also understanding the music because I, I i'm a huge fan of caribbean music and you being caribbean this is my first time doing a spotify live i, I really appreciate this opportunity oh wow okay well and it's so funny because you know i'm from i'm from um, kingston jamaica i was born in jamaica um i'm very americanized because i've, I've pretty much been here 
my entire life, whatever. But um, I've been like diving back more into my culture as well. So you caught my attention when I seen the Dutty wine because, you know, that was like the thing, you know, in Jamaica, everybody doing a Dutty wine all the time. So I was like, hold on, let me see what's going on with this. Let me let me let me let me peep the vibes right quick. And then I started, you know, listening to the music and, you know, tra- getting more familiar with you. And I was like, you know, I'll definitely love to have him on a podcast. And I'm glad you wanted to be a part of the show and Spotify live. Um, it's it's pretty awesome. I think it's a pretty cool app, ex- especially for podcasters. That way we can reach out to anyone that's in the world and we can have these interviews and no one have to worry about if they got to get their hair done, if they need to put on clothes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm still learning it. Um, I got to talk to BJ Punch from Complex a few, day, a few days ago and he shows love. He just calls me Picasso. So I like even coming up with a title, African Picasso was just, really a play on words because I, I started out as, as a songwriter and that's how I got to kind of navigate through the DMV. I'm currently in Georgia now and I just really can't wait to finish this album. That's really, that's my sunken place and my birthday's in two days so I'm getting a little pre-birthday anxiety but I, I thank God that uh, the United States is somewhat understanding Afrobeats even though I look at all music as one. I look at music as a universal language. That's why I delved more into the Afrofusion and because I, I, I believe the greats like Sean Paul all the way to Skilly Bang. Like I, I was literally with my Virgin Island guys yesterday and we, we had like the set where all we did was listen, listen to Skilly. So excuse me, I didn't pull up with no drinks today. I, I will go get a drink after this. <laughs> but I was just trying to be a little sober. So because I, I pulled an all-nighter with my marketing team marketing this project with uh, Spotify Marquee. I, I got lucky with Spotify. They, they included me in their beta program. So with this current release, um, I, I got to use Marquee and I had to stay up all night to see how it works because I've never used it before. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little chill today. <laughs> it's, it's Juneteenth and I didn't do much for Father's Day and I'm just happy for this opportunity. But the, the, the Caribbean culture has, has assisted me with understanding the, the, the future of Afro music. Let me use that word. I'm trying to pick the right words here because music yeah. is so broad, but the niche of music is what really drives it. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. And what made you even start doing music to begin with? You know, I ask all, all artists that come on my show, what what is it like, you know, like just you just thinking, how do you de- did you how did you develop your sound? What made you get into music? What inspired you? So let's start with what made you want to become an artist? What what's your reason? To be honest, I, I it's what for me, it was just kind of simultaneous. I would say I always loved poetry. Um, I, I wrote a small short piece when I was very young. Before I got to America, but uh, I think my dad was going to publish it or something. I, I don't recall. And one day I would get to tell the story a little better. But I started with poetry and um, I was songwriting. I, I had registered as with, a, with ASCAP um, a, a few years back around the time I had turned about 23-ish. I, I remember 24-ish. There was just this push, man. Like I'd always been a huge fan of music. A few of my friends will even come up to me and be like, man, your music taste is just off the wall because I'll, you know, I'll burn CDs and I'll, you know, hand them out. I, I was always that, like, lover of music first. 
but just um, getting a, an opportunity to, to write for a DMV-based artist kind of kept pushing me. Because um, I, I fall on the cusps, which is kind of just kind of weird. I, I'm a Cancer and a Gemini. <laughs> so those those two things tend well, to Well, listen, of hold on, Picasso. I hope you're pushing yeah, more. I'm sorry I dropped that gem on you. I'm too sober to drop that, but I, I dropped it. Listen, listen, listen. You better be more on the Cancer side because I'm a Cancer. My birthday coming up to is July 1st. So listen, listen. Get away from the Gemini side. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where I get my creativity from. Honestly, a palm reader in Nigeria, I read my palm when I was very young, and I never understood that, that concept till I, I was older. Even though I do believe in astrology, I believe astrology has its, like, you know, it's like it's like a story. When, when you tell it to somebody, somebody else explains it the way they understand it. But astrology has some form of realness in it. So, I mean, I, I turn, I'm in my mid-30s now, and this new age and, and moving from the north to the south to soul search while I finish this part that I'm working on, I've really learned that I do have both both traits. I gotta be honest with you. Because the cancer in me just might want to stay at home all day and the Gemini in me might just want to go you know what? I'm you're, on a trampoline you're, or something. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. You know what? Like, because you know, like okay, so like I'm I manage artists too, right? And 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 I do wardrobe. I started in the industry as a wardrobe stylist. And the thing is... Oh, God bless you for that. I worked at a Jimmy Jazz for years and I, I was trying to understand fashion. Sorry, sorry I keep mentioning Pharrell, but that culture really <laughs> shocked me in the early 2000s when I came to America. Yeah. I'm hearing grinding. I'm hearing Air Force Ones. It was just a lot of culture. And I'm, I, don't, I, have a, I have an aunt. She used to work for Fila and she would always come home and, you know, get us a little fresh. But... Just the, 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 the wrap up of that culture with the music is what really drew me to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? Let me tell you something. Actually, you came at a right time because the early 2000s was super, super popping. Before that, it was like the 90s, you know, but like the early 2000s was, was super, super lit. You came in a good time. And I think that helped you also with just the American culture. Like you're pretty, pretty seasoned. And you as a Gemini who always want to go outside the Gemini side of you, which I agree because my best friend is Gemini and any chance she gets, she want to go outside. Even if we were just like taking a walk to the park, she want to do it. And then my cancer self, I'm like, what what is going to be the benefit of me going outside? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, I like so, the, and that and that has been helping me with the music too. Like, finding music was the way I could balance my life. That that's really what I've learned with this soul searching that I had to do from transitioning from the north to the south. Because Dutty Wine was actually released in Atlanta. That's the funny thing. Like, God bless my mentors. Oh wow! They just they, they were like yeah, you just keep, you keep bringing up you know the ATL. And I love that because I, I, you could basically say I live in Atlanta. My, my, my youngest son lived there, right? And I don't know if you've ever been to this thing on Sunday. It's called Rum Punch. Rum Punch Sunday. I might have heard about it. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing this weekend, but I live in central Georgia. So I, I well, might listen. be in Pasha somewhere. I, all I know is I might end up in, in the city this weekend because this I just, I just dropped my first song in almost two years. I, I, I literally had the soul search after the whole Dutty Wine experience because that was like a lot. <laughs> um, but it, it made me realize <laughs> two things. Like if, if I really have a shot at this, I, I need to broaden myself a bit. 
I definitely think if you do go into the city, right? If you go into the city this weekend, stop stop at Rum Punch on no, I'm, Sunday. I'm writing it on my MacBook right now. I'm actually going to write, write it down. Write it down. I, there I, is, I don't there's a much. DJ who's going to be playing. His name is DJ Cash. He plays a lot of that Afrobeat stuff as well. He's Asian, he actually. Be, I've heard about him. Like, yes. Yeah. That would be definitely someone cool for you to connect with. Um, I, I can also make that connection as well. He's really super dope. One of my really great industry friends. And then he has this thing that he also do on Tuesdays. It's called Bamba Tuesdays. That's another good vibe and energy. Especially you definitely want to get your music in rotation with him. Because he plays a lot of Afro-Fusion and Nigerian music. Oh, God, God, God bless him. So he's probably a whiz kid, Brenner Boy, and DeVito fan. Yes, yes, yes. They opened doors for us that. And it, it was it was very surreal. I, I got to meet Wiz early, and God bless Akon for just taking me on this wing a bit. So there are people that have given me their honest time in the course of this, and being independent. Mm-hmm. I started off like that, and I, I always stuck to it. I, I don't know why. I was like the the stubborn cancer, and I saw you know that just didn't want to do anything that everybody was doing, and. <laughs> In that, in the course of that, I found my uniqueness, and I and God bless the the DMV. It's always gonna be home, but the South has made me understand a bit better. I have to say that I have to be honest with myself. Yeah, no, I, um, I I I agree with that. This the South the South's energy is totally different from being up north. I say this to my friends all the time and they start to realize that you can even see it in my skin. You know, like I, I take photos and I go out and, and I'm always out and about all the time and I feel more refreshed and more vibrant when I'm down south. Even when I'm like on the West Coast, I feel like a different person. My skin is different. My hair flows different. It's just something in the air. I don't know what is in this New York City air, but I don't know. This is a- no, I, 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 you know, Africans travel a lot. So I like you're, you're very correct. And it honestly, it has helped me with the creative part of the music. I, I spent most of April literally recording like for like a whole month. And I, I don't know where the inspiration came from, but I thank God for that. Like I always look to God for inspiration. Um, and yeah, this, this new single, it's, it's, it's a different than I actually tried on it. I went more of the like the fella Kuti. I don't know if you've ever heard of his music. He's like the Nigerian Bob Marley. Um, he he's he's the he's one of the greats, and I kind of studied his music a lot. Even though once in a while I'll still listen to Future, and I might listen to Moneybag Yo or something. But um, I, I believe music is a universal language. That that that's that that and and it, it's the way it changes moods. It has really, really made me understand that, like, you know, you, you could be feeling any kind of way and you can turn on the song and it can just lift up your mood. And, and those vibes do happen a lot when I'm downtown in Atlanta. I just don't know what it is about that area, but I, I need to catch a vibe there one, one of these days because my workaholic self has spent the past two months just trying to get the single out. You know how it is. But um, yeah, I, I, I thanks thanks for that. I'm, I'm going to check out um, DJ Cash because I... I this is like the third time his name has came up. And when, once that happens, I feel like music to me is a spiritual thing. So I, I, I might have to reach, reach out to him. So thank you so much for that. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, no, we're definitely in the same way when you said, you know, it's like a spiritual thing. You know, if you keep hearing the same thing all the time, like it's meant for it to happen. You have to make that connection. And like I told you before, you know, I can make that connection as well with in, with guys. Yeah, I'll shoot you a text right after this. I just I'm just very like I just didn't want to start, like start shooting you texts, but I got all your contact stuff. And like I said, this few weeks yeah. has been like. Because when you're releasing music as an independent it's been busy. Like, artist, it's like you have to. But it's, it's it, but isn't it exciting? And that's oh, my next question and, for and, you. And, that, and and thanks for you know it's like we're on the same wave now. Like um yeah like uh, it's very exciting. Like I I I remember like telling my boys yesterday like yo I gotta rush home man like the song is about to drop and at like twelve o'clock like four people had listened to it and I was like wow that's pretty cool because with me like I I want to be the the artist that you know. I'm human too, so it's like I don't want anybody to think like I'm so like far out. And I, and God bless Tom Hanks. I, I always think about his success when I say this. This man is okay with riding the New York train every once in a while, and that and that level of just serenity and nature and just being a normal person in this world we're living is something I really crave. So and and and, and music has taught me a little bit of that. Like yes, being independent. Um, in this day and age, it is like a way that you get to excitingly understand that like, hey, yes, you, you do need a small team. Yes, you do need this, but you making those decisions and having your creative control is, man, it's key, man. It's, it's key. Like I said, I, I used to be a songwriter, so I got to kind of see that from the back end a bit with, you know, how artists just, their yeah, artists are made unique, but in the course of our journey as artists, um, I pray we never lose that uniqueness. You know, like even with me, like when I make music, if I don't have like Yoruba, Yoruba is my native language. If I don't have Yoruba in my native language, I feel like I feel as an independent artist. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm like, how would somebody be able to understand my story if I try to make a super English record, even though English, like I said, my English is okay. But, you know, I just try to fuse that because that's that's the new I wouldn't say it's the new thing, but it's it's what makes independent musicians great in this new in this new age. I have to put it like, like that. People want to know how unique you are in that sense. And it's not like about even people knowing it. It's like you just have to let the music say it. And that's why I had to get the Caribbean culture to understand what I was trying to do with Dutty Wine, because I didn't want to do anything that came off as a culture vulture. You get my point. I'm sorry if I'm getting a little off. No, 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 no. I'm listening to you. This is this is this is all about you. You know, so (laughs) go ahead and 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 speak whatever is on your mind because yes. So so the the independentness. Sorry if that's even a word has has made me understand how I can, um, you know, move in those worlds because you know, like I I look at music as different niches. Um, even though it all comes together as somewhat of pop or hip hop or you know how things move around, but being independent is—I mean, I, I hope one day I get to make good partnerships with bigger brands. But staying independent has really taught me a lot, and it's, it's made me realize that it's coming. It's coming. Your team just gotta believe in you, and you gotta believe in yourself first. Yourself, right? So you gotta be like two hundred, and then your team give you the another hundred, so you guys are at three hundred. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Facts, facts. And well, yeah, I hope I was able to answer that question well. But it's not always fun. 
Um, it's, 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 it's not, it's a lot of hard work. It gets, you, you, you know, we all get frustrated because, you know, we have these goals and if we don't, those Man, goals. it took me a whole week to get my artwork approved. And I was, I was losing my mind. And that's when I knew I, I had to put the song out. Cause I was like, what is wrong? And then I found like my designer's logo on it. And I was like, oh, how did I miss that? And you know, and it was just like that light just went off. It was like ding, ding, ding. Yeah, because I was so like, why did I take this artwork? Like, I want to put this out before my birthday, <laughs> so that way, you know, I'm not trying to do too much on my birthday. Because I, I did drop a song on my birthday before. It, it did well. It's just, you know, sometimes every release you just learn more, and you, you know, you try to, you know, just use what you learned from the last release and and keep pushing. You and, get better. And like I said, God. That Spotify for this platform. I know um, you're still gonna share it on your um, podcast. I'm still learning how all of those work. Um, yes, this is- yes, it gets shared everywhere, literally everywhere. So you know you're in your 30s now. Your birthday's coming up, right? What would you tell your younger self, your 18 year old self? What piece of advice would you give your 18 year old self? Whew. I should have wrote more songs. That's the first thing that came to my head. I should have wrote more songs. Okay, yeah, I like I that. More songs. Um, I think the art of songwriting is 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 something that the, the world needs to super understand more, even with African music. And I'm praying one day that we have a better structure in Africa, because you know, yes, the music is everybody loves essence and everybody wants to hear last last or whatever Afrobeat that they. They're feeling at the time, but I should have wrote more songs because if I had at that time, maybe I would have been able to somehow figure out where the structure is with Nigerian music. Um, But God bless the great artists that are still doing their thing and pushing it. I'm just praying that one day that my 18-year-old self would have maybe at least, I won't say did this a little earlier, but at least understood the basics earlier. Because I started in my mid twenties, I, I was a choir boy. Because you know, when they, when you when you when you when you're talking already in Africa, they're gonna take put you in all kinds of things. Like they might just put you in school early. They might just put you in some sport. So God bless my mom for at least putting me in a choir. Because I feel like those nostalgic moments they they do help me now. Because African choir is different, man. We used to. You ever been to a choir vigil where you like practice all night? I, it's, it was just different. <laughs> it was very no, different. No, I've never, I've never. I, I hated it, but as older as I went, as, as older as I got, and when I actually started making music, the, the nostalgic epiphanies kept hitting me, like, maybe that's why you had those long choir videos and you used to hate it. And, you know, you never, even my mom, when, when she found out I was making circle of music, the first thing she told me was like, uh, you need to go sing in the church. And I was like, mom, you know, please just always separate the art from the person. And, you know, God bless artists like Kanye West that have been able to show the world that. Um, and, you know, I just look up to some really great people. And those those people have, you know, that really assisted me with trying to understand the space. Because African music is very new. I'm going to use that word, even though we Africans have been listening to African music all our life. The, the, the new the newness of it now is why I, I would have prayed and hoped at 18 when I was in college and trying to find myself a bit and listening to a lot of hip hop because I, I hip hop is like my go to genre 
Um, I, I wish I'd, I'd wrote more songs, but at that time, I just loved music. You know, you know, you just have like a, you just love something, and then you'll learn that, hey, you know, I love this thing, but how can I understand the energy yeah. it brings to me? So, so that that's that's really what I would have did, Miss uh, Kim. And as and excuse my manners, it's just the way I talk. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're totally fine. But before we get off, right, I know yesterday you were calm. You were trying to be more chill. Today, you're probably going to have a little drink later. I'm going to drink Grump Punch, which I've been sipping on a little bit earlier, but I didn't want to be too buzzed because I'm like, if my guest is not drinking, I'm not going to be drinking, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I have a natural high. Right, right, like, my right, eye right. is like, you know, I, but I because my podcast is drinks with Dillinger. If we were in person, we would be sipping on a cocktail, right? What is your favorite cocktail and why? Like if you were a cocktail, what would it be? So, so I don't, I used to bartend and I don't always remember the names of these cocktails, but uh-huh. I mean, I always drink dark alcohol. I'm talking like Hennessy. Okay. I think it's this one. You it's say, one where you mix, like, it's, I think it's a French connection. I don't know if it's a cocktail though. I think you mix like a, I think it's Hennessy and hypnotic. I think I might be wrong, but I don't know if it's. If, I felt like I've drank. I've drank that before. I just started learning. Oh, oh, how I to think make. it's an incredible Hulk. I miss. It's been so long, but anything. Oh, that so is, yeah. So that's with that's with the Henny and the um. What's that blue liquor? I forgot what it's called. It's something. I think it's hypnotic. Hypnotic. Yes, the hypnotic. Yes, that thing. Yes, so yes. that's what I was calling. Yeah, that's what was in my head. See, uh, it's called an incredible Hulk. Yeah. So if if I'm in like okay, I need to really drink, but. Most of the time, I just drink my alcohol straight. Like yesterday, I was just doing like a Red Bull and Hennessy with my Virgin Island guys because that's all they drink. Like the, the, the man, that's, mm-hmm. all they, that's all they drink. You know, once they got the jerk chicken on them, they got to buy some. <laughs> Those guys they are drinking dark. So and God bless them because they, yep. they, they know I don't normally come out, and they were like, "Nah, man, you know, it's Father's Day, just you know, get out your shell a bit." And I'm hoping we can we can we can do a we can do something else for July Fourth because we we. We join people as like a celebration every day. So I'm learning to be more focused because back in the day, I yeah. would party from June 1st to the 31st. I'm one of those guys, like if it's my birthday month, you know, I, you don't know what I'm into. I'm going to be everywhere. But I, I thank God that music is teaching me <laughs> to, to be more level-headed. So, so that, that, that's what my 18-year-old self would have did. I would have wrote more songs and understood more strong structures and and delved into the knowledge of learning music because I am a student of music. I don't look at music as something I know. It's something I'm learning every day. I love that you are a student of music, Soundboy. Thank you so much for giving me your time today. Oh no, thanks for the opportunity. At least I know. And I have to try it. guess what? When I'm back in Georgia, we definitely have to meet up. We gotta have a drink. It has to happen. Oh, oh yeah, F- first one is on me. Or like just this opportunity, I, I, I cannot. I'm, I'm gonna. I told my mom about it, and she was like, "How did you refer?" Because my mom, she's an African. She's trying to understand that, like, okay, you have all those projects and all this art you've been making, but how is it gonna, like, you know? And I just let her know, like, you know, it's just a divine intervention. Like, I'm just gonna do what. Yeah, because you know, you know, our Caribbean parents—they're thinking doctors, lawyers, and nothing about no music. <laughs> No, I mean, I got it from my dad, and then my mom understood at some point that it was deeper than that. Like, she, she, she's, I feel like this year and this past few years, my mom, because she visits, but I've not seen most of my family. I've been here for a few decades. 
my, she's she's starting to understand now that it's it's more divine with me because I don't just like it, it's something like even most most music I make most of my inspiration just comes from life. Uh, so I try to put some level of like I have a Bob Marley poster right here, and I I started growing my my hair out. Immediately, I moved to Georgia a few years ago during the pandemic, and she wasn't very happy with it, but she got to understand that hey. This is the same kid that had this because back home in Africa, they don't cut your hair when you're, when you're born for like a few years. So me and all my siblings, we had natural dreads till about like maybe five or six. So I, I think me, we growing it in my early 30s was me trying to let her understand like, Ma, you didn't have to cut my dreads when I was younger. But, you know, how did I say it again? Like the, the, the creative genius is the, is the kid that grew up with still had the kid in them or something like, I, I don't know how to explain that, but it's just some of that has been helping me. Cause I, I look at everything as branding and me being so deep into Caribbean music. Like, like I said, I, I, I studied, I, there was a point all I listened to was a lot of Caribbean music. I'm talking like every Sean Paul album. I had that. Um, every Rihanna album earlier, I had that before she delved into more of the pop scene, which I still love her work. I'm talking guys like Whoopie, like it's it's a whole list of Caribbean artists that I, I I still draw a lot of inspiration from because there's just something about the drums. I feel like it's our music is literally the same, uh, and you know that has been teaching me to understand it better because I look at the drums as like the heartbeat beat of the music, and that just helps me create better. But yeah, thank you so much. Like this has made me realize that you know I just got to keep pushing. Um, the, the opportunity is the best. Absolutely. In two days, you know, it's my birthday, so I, at least I know that I've done. Yes, and happy out. birthday <laughs> oh, in thank advance. You. Thank you. Like you're breaking in the cancer season, ending the Gemini season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's that that that's the thing. And I was like, I gotta drop a song because last year I just went like cold turkey. I was just writing a lot. Like that that's just me because you know that that basic skill of mine is just being a songwriter. It comes out a lot once in a while. But I thank God I did a lot of writing last year because in April, it was just like this spark of creativity, like just came at me. And I got to shout out my cousin. He's in Canada. He's actually playing the saxophone that you hear on this song I just released today. And God bless him for it. Because I look at him as like the real musician. I'm I'm just the one that just is just trying to, you know, figure it out type. But you're the real musician God. too, because you are focused on your craft, you know, people start something and they don't continue and they don't follow through, but um, you still go and it doesn't matter if you took a break, whatever you took a break because you kind of had to reset a little bit. And we all had to do that with, with the crazy world that we live in. And we had a whole pandemic that happened to us. Yeah. Cause I was like, how is this going to like, I mean, but, but God bless the, the streaming platforms because they opened the door that a lot of us were trying to knock on, you know, like, man, if Spotify now they have a, they have a offices in Africa. And I feel like I'm like an ambassador for African music because I was the kid. You are, you are. To and early and was trying to tell people like, yo, it's not, it's hot, man, it's hot. I was that, that kid in high school or in college that would still blast certain artists. And I was into Wizkid early. Like I believed in Wizkid so much. There was one time he was dropping a song every week and I was like, this kid is, he's going to go places. And I'm just happy to see that level of success African artists and Caribbean artists right now. I mean, Skilly Bank, his level of success 
It's just yes, what you yes, yes. got guys engineer. I just I just seen him at um Summer Jam. So that was like a Yeah, whole- yeah, I saw you. Like I was actually going to try Summer Jam, but I was like, I don't want to be traveling too much while I'm trying to put out music because I have you know, put I put out I'm your not, music, out, yeah. yeah I'm not putting out music like music. almost <laughs> see I have this like different approach. Like I might put out the instrumental, then maybe the song might be complete. So I've actually put out a few of the instrumentals from the second project, but it's this quote from Akon that I, I believe in strongly. You know, most people leave the success line before their name is called, and most artists don't even make it to their second project. So those two things, they're just they're like in the back of my skull, literally. So um, they, they help me to keep moving forward because you know it's, it's the pioneers that open doors for people like me that we can even and pioneers like yourself. Um, that opened these doors for you know people like me, so that way we can see that hey, there's a different view over there, you know, and and, and you know like that just that's just what I'm understanding because you know everybody loved Clubhouse and I was like it's cool, but Spotify life to me just seemed more like chill, and I've only been on this for like a month, but I've met some really amazing people and go and go different driven people. So Miss Kim, no problem. Anytime you're in ATL, the first drink is on me. I'm always at this place downtown called Pasha. I don't know what they put in their food, but it's really good. I, I don't know what they put in there. So any, that, like that's only, I, I, I rarely go out because the dedication level of music takes a lot of my time now. <laughs> but once in a while, I do step out and I try to have memories. <laughs> you know, so I, so, so, so. Yes, yes. Once in a while, you have to step out and catch some fresh air. But for sure, definitely. So I guess we're going to go to Pasha because we said the, the, the yeah, food it's like is good. And like, obviously, you know, the food I'm a foodie. Is like, I, I believe music and food is like the same thing. When I'm trying to like make music, I have to cook. So after this, I'm going to go eat some some Nigerian, some African food. But I believe music. Okay, good, 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 good. And, Good, and then, good, you know, good. I, and then blast, and then blast your song for the rest of the night. <laughs> I, I will, man. I'm gonna take a drive and just, you know, just just vibe that out, man. I, I got God bless everybody that's been listening to it on Spotify, and, and God bless Spotify Marquee because it's it's like they literally gave me a marketing tool, and like that's the biggest thing you can give an independent artist in 2022. They're like, okay, take this, and you know, whatever happens, we'll figure it out from there. And, and Spotify Live was showing us some love before we did this, so that kind of like made my day. And and shout out to Pharrell, man. Uh, I hope one day I get to meet him, and you know, pick up to Bobby Connors and every, everybody listening to African music and dancehall music worldwide. I I, I know it, this is just the beginning. I can tell because last year we got whiskey with Essence. This year we're getting Skillabang with the WAP record. Yes, and yes, we don't know yes. the future, but I will it's, drop it's, a gem on gonna you. It's going to get bigger and better. We're expanding. They're they're throwing us more into the mix. Yeah, I'm gonna drop a gem on you with whiskey and skilly. They just link up, so you expect something soon. Expect something, Mac. Like these these two guys. It's gonna they, happen. No, they linked up. I think we went to one keep, of the shows, and then the next thing I see is two men. Then keep throwing it out in the, there. In the studio. So, and whiskey, I believe, is carrying that torch uh, a lot for us because. When he came out, people kept criticizing his music for being too Caribbean or too like Jamaican sounding. And they did, they did the same for with Bernard too. But it, it opened doors for artists like myself. Because I was like, no, these guys, are, they're fans of these guys. So, you know, they're going to make something that, you know, is very respectful of the culture while we keep our culture intact. So God bless Bernard and God bless you, Miss Kim. And God bless you, sound boy. Soon, man. I'm gonna shoot you a text, and uh, whenever you want. Yes. Hit me up. 
And we are going to be out and about in the ATL. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Drinks with Dillinger podcast. And we are out. And please follow me on all social media platforms at Soundboy Picasso. God bless you guys again. And God bless you again. One love.